Hello and welcome to the TIC Midweek Podcast. I'm Peter Pullman, the pastor of Taipei International Church. We've been going through the basics of discipleships or foundational uh, habits of a disciple of Jesus Christ and, and things we need to know. And today we are looking at being connected in fellowship and connected in service. Today, the two key ideas that we want to uh, learn are, one, that we are saved into a family and we are connected to other believers as brothers and sisters. Two, we are connected to Christ as His body and we have been given a gift to serve the church. So we are a family and we are a body. I want to start by reading Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 to 10. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before Him. In love, He predestined us for adoptions as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of His will, to the praise of His glorious grace, with which He has blessed us in the Beloved. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of His grace, which He lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of His will according to His purpose, which He set forth in Christ, as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in Him, things in heaven and things on earth. The key verse that we want to look at there is... In verse 5, it says, He predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of His will. So the first thing we see there is that we are a family. God predestined us for adoption as sons. He is welcoming us into His family, not as servants, not as slaves, not as co-workers or automons or robots. He has adopted us as sons, and the reasons why it says sons is because sons could receive an inheritance. And so, if you were adopted as a son, you would receive an inheritance as an heir. Daughters at that time did not receive an inheritance, and so it's men and women are adopted as sons. But what we learn there is that we're part of a family, that we are created, uh, we are redeemed, we are saved to be in God's family. And so the church is a gathering of God's family, brothers and sisters in the family of Christ. And what we want to think about is, well, what does it mean to be a brother or sister? What types of obligations do brothers and sisters have toward one another? For example, they, they love each other, they care for each other, they look out for each other. Whether they like each other or not, uh, they are together, uh, they stick together through problems, You can't get away from your brother or your sister. You're with them for life. When they're hurting, you help them. Um, If we think about what this means for the church, uh, the church is a unique organization. If I'm part of the PTA at a school, uh, I may have a, a relationship with another parent or another teacher, but it's temporary. Or if I were to go to a theater, 
Um, I go to the theater and I enjoy the show, but I don't interact with other audience members. We have no connection, no relationship. We all enjoy the same program, but we don't we don't spend time together. Sometimes we can have this idea of church that what it is is I come in on Sunday and I sing songs and I give money and I listen to a sermon and it blesses me and then I go home without any relationship to the people around me. But God has designed the church to be a family, a family that loves one another, a family that cares for one another. And so it's critical for members of TIC and and disciples of Jesus in general to see that when they go to worship on Sunday, they're not going to a program, they're going to a family gathering, and that you are there to receive from God through the sermon, through the worship, through the ministry of others, but you are also there uh, to be a light to the people there, to be a blessing to the people there, to be a brother and sister. Uh, We are obligated to one another. So being a member of a church, being part of a church is very different from being part of a club. If you go to a club, you go there for what you want, you eat what you want, you get what you want, Uh, the people there provide the service that you want, and then you leave when you want, and you go as often as you want. You You may have meals with the other club members that you like, but a club is is for you personally. It's not about the other people in the club. A church is about everyone belongs to God. We are all part of one family, and so we need to love each other. We need to be committed to one another. It's important for us to be at church, and you may say, well, I don't need to be at church, and maybe you don't, but someone else may need you, uh, just like you wouldn't skip out on a family gathering because you are tired. Uh, you go to your family gathering because you, you're obligated to love, you're obligated to be with your family. Um, and this is the way we want to look at church, that church is a family. God predestined us to be adopted as sons in Christ Jesus. And that means I need to relate to other people in the church as a brother in Christ, as a sister in Christ, not as a, another club member. And it also means I may be in a, a group or I may serve on a team with someone who I don't really like. And you know what? We don't always like our family. We don't always like um, or have a great relationship with our siblings, but they're our siblings. They're our brothers and sisters. You don't give up on them. You don't quit on them. And, and there are ups and downs, but you are always, always committed to them. And we need to have that same mindset in the church. Now, not only are we a family, but we're also a body. Christ is the head and we are the body. And so I'm going to read from Ephesians 4, 7 through 16. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he descended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. 
In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he also descended into the lower regions, the earth? He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried out by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Well, there are a few uh, big ideas in this passage that we want to pay attention to. And the, the big thing is we are a body. We need to understand that we're a family, but we're also a body. We are the hands, the feet, the eyes, the ears, the mouth of Christ, the, the feet of Christ on earth. Jesus does his work through the church. And so the first thing we look at is that Christ, it says that grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. That's verse 7. And that grace is undeserved favor, but the grace is referring to a gift. If you are a believer in Jesus, if you have been born again, you have been given a spiritual gift, a, a supernatural spiritual gift to serve the people of God, the people of Jesus. He has given you this gift, and He's given every single person a gift, everyone who follows Jesus. Now, it says He also, He gave the apostles, the prophets, evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers. And that word shepherd is is the same as, as what we would say is a pastor. Uh, so, He's given pastors to the church. Well, why is a pastor in the church? Uh, it says in verse 12, to equip the saints for the work of ministry. You know, in a Western context, one of the words for pastor is, is minister. And uh, the minister will come, the, the minister will pray, the minister will counsel you, the minister uh, will do this. And there are this there's this idea that we have professional ministers and it's the professionals who do the work of the ministry while everybody else who pays for it enjoys it or watches it but what we see is that Paul says that the work of the shepherd, the work of the teacher is actually to equip the saints for the work of ministry the the pastor is not the only minister Everyone who is born again is a minister. Everyone uh, is supposed to do ministry. And what is ministry? It's connecting God and people. It's, it's being the hands of Christ, the feet of Christ, the mouth of Christ, the ears of Christ, the eyes of Christ. It is allowing God to work through you to touch someone else. And this is a privilege that every born-again believer has. 
else. And so the job of the pastor is not to be the professional minister. It is to equip the saints. It is to equip every believer in Jesus to do ministry. And there's a huge difference there because what it means is you were created, you were designed to minister no matter how long you've been a follower of Jesus, no matter how much you know, God designed for you to be a minister and he's given you a gift and he's given you a pastor. He's given you teachers. He's given you evangelists. He's given you apostles and prophets in the church. And the purpose is so that you would be equipped to be a minister and represent the love of Christ and the person of Christ here on earth. And so here's here's the thing is that as each one of us does the work, it says that you know the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. This scripture is amazing because what it is saying is that we need each other to mature in faith. It's not a one-man show. It's not a, a pastor does it all or does all the teaching or all the counseling or all the encouraging. The truth is that All of us need to work together. All of us need to serve. All of us need to use our gift. And when we do, then we all are growing up. We're all maturing. And so this is exciting because what it means is I can't grow. I can't fully mature without you and, and you can't fully mature without me. We, we, we need each other to become who Christ created us to be. And it's, it's exciting. It's exciting because it means everybody's important. Everybody has a role to play. Everybody is involved. It also tells us that, you know what, nobody can sit on the sidelines. Nobody can just come to church and watch and uh, just kind of be like, oh, it's okay. I'm, I'm just coming to, to, to watch a performance. No, 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 no. The church is a family with obligations to one another, but it also is a body that serves one another and everybody serves. Uh, The pastor, John Wimber, he said, everybody plays. Everybody has a role. Everyone. And so uh, I just want to encourage you that, one, you have been saved into a family, and the church is your family, brothers and sisters in Christ, who should care for you and love you, encourage you, help you, uh, challenge you when you need to be challenged. But it also is a body, and you have a part to play. You have a role to play. And so uh, we're going to bring it to a close this time, but I want to challenge you that if you're not currently serving to talk to go to the connection table at church and find a ministry that you can begin serving in and also if you're not connected into a connect group i want to encourage you to get into one because you were created to be connected to family and one of the best ways you can experience 
what church family is like is to be in a connect group. So thank you for listening. Uh, Again, the big idea here is we are saved into a family and we are part of the body of Christ. We're a family and we're a body. We're connected to one another. We have obligations to one another and we need to serve one another. So I'm so glad you listened today. May God bless you.